You're listening to episode 189 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Somebody's been drinking since one, and it isn't this guy. <laughs> and it isn't this guy. <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, I I, I may end up... It, it's going to be a, a rough show for me. Just give me a little bit of slack and understand that I've had a really good afternoon... And I don't know. It's there's a reason though. There's a reason I've been drinking since. Then one. fucking say it. We've hey. been waiting all this time. Oh, you've been waiting. They weren't waiting. I've been waiting. See. Okay, so I have two folks that work for me, and they both had their tenth anniversary with the company this year. And at my company, the tenth anniversary is a huge deal. So when you hit your tenth year, you get your fifth week of vacation. You get this cute little. Cute. It's a little wooden box. It has a plaque in there that says "Congratulations for ten years," and it's signed by the CEO of the company. It's a little cute little gold pen. What you don't understand is it's very sarcastic. Under like "Congratulations." Well, it's a wooden it's box not. that I'm, says I'm just, has like their date on it. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying like, to add them to, with to coins story. over their eyes. It. <laughs> it doesn't have the date on it. It's, it, it uh, come on. No, I meant you know like from '77 to 2028. No. Okay, listen, they're not all going to be winners, folks. Yeah, I, I missed... I'm uh, sorry, maybe it I was missed a, the... Uh, I was implying it was a c- coffin. Like, <laughs> Ow, you're going to yes. die with us, so... Well, no, because it's just the first 10. Hint, it's a hint. milestone. <laughs> it's a milestone. This is just the first 10. It gets better. And there's a reason okay, you oh. stay. We haven't gotten the best yeah. part about it yet. There's, there's two more other awesome things you get after 10 years. The second is you get to order a gift from this online anniversary thing, whatever. So... One of my folks ordered a wine fridge. The other one ordered a uh, Vitamix blender thing, right? Both, you know, kind of hefty, have some cost to it. The best part is when you hit 10 years, you get an eight-week sabbatical paid on top of your five weeks vacation. So, I mean, both these folks, they hit 10 years. They, they get all these gifts. They get the sabbatical coming up. Thank God they're not both taking it in the same year. Gonna say, it sounds like you're about to be doing a shit oh, ton no, of somebody no, no, else's no, work. No, no. So thank God. Sounds One like of- you're celebrating because you, <laughs> the two people you hate the most are going to be gone for the next 15 weeks. <laughs> no. Fucking finally! <laughs> no, honestly, it, it's an awesome. And the, the cool thing about my company is every 10 years you get a sabbatical. So if you're, you're there 20 years, you get another one. You're there 30 years, you get another one. And I just, I'm so excited for both we, of them. We know how tens go. <laughs> we learned our tens timetable. No, but most people don't realize you're like, wait, so only only at 10 years you get one? No, it's every 10 years you get one. I'm sure. A lot of people don't get that. So anyway, very excited about it. And they both happened to start with a company in January. So they both had their 10-year anniversaries. And so we did a whole team thing. I took them out to lunch and then let them have the rest of the afternoon off. So I started drinking at one and just kind of, and then, well, then I went and got a pedicure, which I desperately needed. And they serve oh, wine Jesus at my Christ. petty shop. No, they, they serve wine. So I had a couple glasses there and then I come home. And, I, it's, it's, and more, then, it's more the bullshit, like, what you desperately needed. I'm like, yes, I know six days is a long fucking time, isn't it? It was not six days. It had been like three fucking weeks or more. And then my, my toes were in rough shape. In fairness, Mark, she was able to climb a tree with her feet. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait, I do I do have clippers. I was able to keep them from like poking through my socks and stuff, but um yeah, so you look you pull the sheets off the bed, they're all shredded at the bottom. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so then there was that and then I come home and we had a special delivery today. 
Ooh. See, Mark should have jumped in here, but he was too busy drinking water. Well, I didn't know what you wanted me to jump in and like. What was our special? Well, delivery? I know what and our you special were, delivery. And you were so excited about it, so don't just look at me like I don't know what you want to say. We had a special delivery. You okay, know what it was. You were building to it. I didn't re- see. This is why it's important for you to go, and then you come in here. Like I was like, oh, is, is it my? Portellos. Really? What if I would have gotten too excited and said it too early? Oh, Portillo. I mean, that's not really my style, but. We got Portillo's. Karen and I, anybody who's ever been to... Wait, ask Tony. Does he know what Portillo's is? I don't, and I even saw your post on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I'm sure I'll find out what those are. Tonight. <laughs> are you familiar with Italian beef? Oh, my God, Tony. Wow. I think we're going to have to order that the next time you guys come, come down. down. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we'll just wait till we... We're going to end up back in Chicago when we, they can have it when they come visit us. Right. Because <laughs> when they're here, you got to have barbecue. It's good stuff. It's hard to explain. It's, uh, uh, I'm not going to get into it. It's it's amazing. It's not hard to explain. It's Italian beef. And Portillo's is um, the most well-known. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's not hard to describe. I was like, it's it's Italian Italian I'm not getting into it. And you're like, it's not hard to describe. It's Italian beef. Yeah. Like, okay, that doesn't describe it at all. <laughs> it's a very thinly sliced beef cooked in a jus, a French dip. Oh, okay. Very that's, a good, that's a good description. Okay, yeah. so you know what a French dip is. It's it's that, but better. So Portillo's is the most well-known place in Chicago that makes it. It's not our favorite, but it's the only place that ships. Oh, my God, it's amazing now. <laughs> yeah, now we're like, oh, that's all we can Holy get. Holy shit, this is the greatest ever. <laughs> if we ever get back to Chicago, and if there's anyone in Chicago, they, I don't know if they'll agree with this, but I'll go to Doggy Diner any day of the week and get theirs because it's so much better. But... We haven't had it in a year, because last time we had it was at the, uh, we had the Super Bowl party a year ago, and we we had it down. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't have Italian beef for the Super Bowl party. Yes, we did, because April was here, and she was going nuts because she was texting her husband, because they were from, yeah, exactly, so stop it. We did. Mark. I know. Yes, we did. Because we also had all the Memphis friends here that had never had it before, and like, oh my god, this is well, so I, good. Well, I always yeah. remember it because, like, unfortunately, all of our flights have a layover. So the one silver lining is every time we land in Chicago, we're like, oh, at least I get some fucking Italian beef. See, and I never eat it in the airport because it's never as good when it's at home and it's been sitting in the zoo. Oh, and no one's going to argue that. Never, but yeah. that's not an an, a, 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 an option all the time. So you're like, I'm I'm, I'm silver lining. Linering here. S- silver what? Silver linering. I wasn't sure if it was linening, but then I was like, <laughs> I said it and I'm like, linening. No, it's definitely not that, but it's too late. I already said it. <laughs> Own it. <laughs> yeah, so if I get a little, you know, sloppy and, and stumble over stuff today, eh, you know why. <laughs> well, are you still drinking currently? Um, yeah, since I woke Good. up. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Good. Well, you said that Mark's drinking water, so I. I'm just drinking a little bit of everything. Just fucking relax. All I can Everyone see is be... water over there. I'm okay, like, well, uh, you're not analyzing on my entire uh, backstock. <laughs> backstock? You have a backstock behind you? What, what's in the wings? What's waiting? There's beer. Don't judge me. <laughs> Don't I was, judge I, me. I'm not judging. I was waiting. Yes, I, I'm in remission. I, I have, you're in remission. Oh, my <laughs> God. That doesn't even make sense. No, it <laughs> oh, wait, okay, move on. <laughs> oh, All right, then. Fine, let's start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and we always start with Random Vegas. April 14th, 1989, Robbie Knievel performed a flawless motorcycle jump over the fountains at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. His father, legendary daredevil Evo Knievel, attempted the stunt in 1967, but crashed and spent 29 days in a coma. <laughs> Like, suck it, Dad. That's suck not it. funny. Why are you laughing? What is funny? When your whole thing is like on, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump over the Grand Canyon. You're like, you're going to fucking kill yourself. And then when they're like, ah, I fucking told you you're going to kill yourself. <laughs> but he didn't That'll kill teach himself. You. Yeah, right? Um, and it doesn't. Did, um, and I'm probably reading way more into this than is necessary, but did the story explain why Robbie was able to make it and and his dad was did not? Learn from his dad's mistakes. <laughs> Let's see, bigger ram. Uh, I'm sure better, yeah. I'm motorcycle. sure not only yeah. yeah, learning all those things, better better equipment, yada 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 and whatever. I mean you gotta figure with an additional twenty two years of science <laughs> right. they probably like, okay, here's the reason why. He tried it on a Schwinn. Right. That's <laughs> what you get when you try to do a heavy bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
Uh, oh, come uh, on, it's an Ocean's oh, reference. Jesus. God damn it. It's a what reference? Ocean's 13. Oh, oh, oh. This ain't no rice rocket. <laughs> uh, see, now I get it. Yeah, see? Now I get it. I just, I needed This so, is I a heavy bike. <laughs> I needed the voice inflection there to help me understand what, what we were talking about. I got you. Well, fine. Let's also talk about Twit Pick of the Week. It's always fascinating to me, as much as I've studied Las Vegas history, that things still come to me that I've never seen before. This week's winner is one of those. In all her neon glory, this week's winner came to us from at Mermaid's Casino and showcased the property in better times when she was sassy Sally. It's possibly the best representation that, even in her heyday, she was never much more than a slot parlor with a hot athletic body and a preacher's daughter reputation. The kind of girl that isn't promiscuous, but if you're lucky enough for her to find you worthy, you're, you're in for some fun. Kind of multi-positions role-playing kind of fun. As if it wasn't already common knowledge, it can be said without any hesitation today, she is a sad shadow of her former self. We miss you, Sassy Sally, but your memory blazes on, even if it's fabricated. As always, we will link to the photo on our blog oh and feature God. it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say about Jesus Sassy Sally? Christ, apparently not. My God, <laughs> was that the biggest failure of a monologue in the history of TwitPic? Pretty close. And actually, I read and reread your delightful description of a preacher's daughter. <laughs> it's like, that's that's really... That's really uh, amping it up a, a level. Well, so here's a weird thing. I thought you were calling me out. Oh, that you're, sassy yeah. Sally? you're a preacher's daughter. <laughs> um. yeah. There's a little bit. I was like, really? We're going to go there? But but I appreciate Tony diving right into the exit out and go. Right? I'm, I'm leaving all this shit in because I, I refuse to die a death like this. I feel, I feel the two of you can, have conspired against me. Really? Because I talk to Tony all the time. <laughs> That's the way we I'm actually looking will at it. Text each other back and forth. All right, so how are we going to throw right. water on this? Have you read this bullshit? Totally <laughs> Have you read this shitty You know monologue? what? I'm going to start because <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. <laughs> I do like, like it. You're waiting for the debate. And the funny thing was, Tony and I were both like, okay. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. <laughs> that was uncomfortable to me. So what does that tell you about what you wrote? That I should oh. stop doing what I'm doing. I should shut it down. Is that what you two people want? Is that is that where you're going with this? Shut it down. Oh, Jesus. My skill is not He's gone from... Proficient. Wait, I don't understand it. You hate me. You all hate me. <laughs> you hate me. You really hate oh, me. Oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm thinking of Nathan Leaf. I try so hard, and you hate me. Oh. <laughs> you really right. hate me from he the birdcage. He doesn't cage. know that. He doesn't know uh, the birdcage. I've never seen the birdcage. On fucking blue. Oh, Tony, you have Seriously, to watch the birdcage. Seriously, the birdcage, birdcage you got to... I, I don't... That's... That's... Nathan Lane and Robin Williams. Come on. What more do you have to say? Right. I know. So I cool. know. That's fair. They're show that's tunes. <laughs> <They're> right. <laughs> All right, let's move into the news. Thank God. So Caesars has a new comp drink system. Lido Vegas is reporting that Caesars Race and Sports Book has a new system in place to help bartenders determine if you qualify for a comp drink. The system involves a light system on the back of the bar top machines that notify if the player's play has earned them a drink. Red means no, and green means they are eligible. The system is said to be designed to help bartenders tell the difference between people sitting at the bar and playing and those just sitting at the bar and watching the game. I don't have an issue with this at its core. At its core, I don't have an issue with this. How many times have we been at a bar or, or have, have we been in a group and we want to go, oh, let's all sit at the bar, play video poker, we'll get drinks in the room. And there are idiots just sitting there watching TV. Listen, you and I have talked about this before. We felt, we're not max bet people. We've always kind of thought sitting up at the bar is cheating. We're, we're like, you know, it's, it's an easy way for us to get up there and get a bunch of extra drinks. But we've always realized we're cheating. Anytime they catch us, we're like, all right, max bet, we'll do max bet. we're going to go somewhere else. We don't want to do max bet. We're like, so even if they start busting people like us, that's fair to me as well. That's fair to me as well. But... We'll see. Uh, the, the math of, of how this thing is working is obviously not disclosed to us, so uh, I'll reserve judgment. But those of you uh, looking at this being the beginning of the end, be sure to steer clear of this 
the Lobby Bar at Mirage, and possibly Bond Bar at Cosmopolitan, who are rumored to be moving to a ticket system similar to the one at Mirage. I could see this becoming more popular at places like Lobby Bar and Sports Bar, but I'm afraid that if these are successful, there is no reason for properties to stop there. All right, so I will, I'll chime in, obviously, with my disgust of this. Okay. I am a max bet player at Video Poker, mm -hmm. so to that extent, it does potentially screw me over. I agree. But I agree with you, and I've lamented it on, you know, I've lamented it here, I've done it over on my podcast, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse into the ground, but the reason why I absolutely now refer to the Cosmo as the casino that shall not be named was because of the fact that I couldn't get at a book and stage video poker bar because the assholes were just sitting there not gambling. Yeah. So if this is a way to potentially minimize those folks from just sitting at the bar, uh, I, I support it, but I don't know that it would because my guess is if they're not playing video poker to begin with, it doesn't matter what color lights they've got on the machine, they're still paying for their alcohol. Right. So that's, that's argument number one. Argument number two is you're already paying for the ability to get the drinks at, the, at these types of bars because inevitably the uh, video poker pay schedule is complete dog shit. And so yeah. when you can go and you can sit at, at, a, at a typical video poker machine out on the casino floor, and let's just say for argument's sake it's... it's seven five jacks or better which is you know about already a a 3.3 percent reduction off from what it should be when you're sitting at the bar the actual bar itself you're playing probably six five jacks or better so now you're paying you know like a 4.4 decrease off from what your nine six jacks that are better should be so my argument is you're already paying for a great that argument. privilege to get the alcohol that much faster because you're right there at the bar you're That's not waiting great on waiters. argument i never ever even thought of that so you're right how many times I, do we sit and like going oh it's only seven five like Fuck it, we're at the bar. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's a great point, man. Uh, listen, let me be clear. I am concerned. I'm trying to put a silver lining on this because everybody's going to jump on it and attack it as, oh, it's a horrible thing. And I'm like, listen, here's how it could be good. But uh, on the same token, stay away from these. Stay away from these. Don't, don't patronize them because my fear is if they show anything other than colossal failure, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah, what stops them from then just putting them on the fronts of the different machines that are out on the floor? I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So um, there was a man with uh, mental issues that was going on out in front of Bellagio. Yeah, this is not a trip report. I was not in Vegas recently. This isn't This isn't me. <laughs> that is frequently oh, reported cute. when I'm there. Cute. <laughs> Last week. Some idiot 20-year-old was in front of the Bellagio Fountains pointing an empty gun he stole from a home invasion last month at pedestrians and pulling the trigger. When police arrived, the idiot pointed the gun at the officer who fired two shots at him from a distance, neither of which hit the idiot but did ricochet and hit two bystanders, but they weren't injured above a bruise. After arrested, police issued a statement that the accused was suffering from, quote, a mental health crisis. His bond was set at $2 billion. How, how understated and retarded is that? That's unbelievable. <laughs> that unbelievable. is, yeah. That's, but, you know, I, this, is, this is the one thing that I've always said about when it comes to like shit like that. Crazy's out there. It's just yep. out there. Shit like this is going to happen. I promise you, shit like this is happening all over the fucking place. We're just reporting on it because it's in Vegas. Oh, Nobody, well, and, and really, truly, anytime anything happens in Vegas, it seems to get huge news like you oh. know the chick with the you know driving up on the on the sidewalk of, or, last month yeah. I mean same sort of situation it was on the Today Show this made the Today Show yeah. did it really yeah okay. yep yeah. silly well <laughs> I hate to say it but anytime some nut job is in a very public place holding a gun and pulling the trigger people whether that's pretty loaded, fucked up yeah I just wonder how many I wonder actually who the pedestrians were that were nearby yeah that got how does hurt that by the bullets I mean, if some idiot... I, I, I can tell you this. I didn't put it in the story, but I can tell you real quick. One was a homeless guy, and it just it just grazed his jacket. The other one was a little kid on a dad's shoulders, and it and it, it only bruised, like, his leg. But what? Okay, wait. So, hold on. Back up. 
This idiot was obviously the, the idiot was standing in front of Bellagio. Oh, I, oh, I see people. what you're. I'm sorry. No, no. I see what you're saying. So, Go ahead. No, okay. please. So, oh, now you see. So now I, didn't I can get explain. It. Sorry, okay. I got excited. <laughs> so the idiot is standing on the street, shooting people, uh, shooting at people, pulling the trigger, trigger, pointing a gun, shooting people, and there were still pedestrians around when the police showed up. I'm sorry. If there's some idiot on the street. Holding a gun, loaded or not, yeah, pointing get it at the folks. Hell out of there. I'm not going to be there. And if one of the uh, yeah. this made it even worse. So if one of the the people that was injured by the police ricochet was a kid on top of his dad's shoulders, how the fuck was this dad still having his kid, yeah. even in remote close range? I wouldn't be surprised. And and I bet you about this every time. There's something like this. If it wasn't the crowd mentality, people kind of looked at, oh look, what's going on over here? They're like, you should get fucking hit by a bullet then. Get, get the fuck out of the way, mind your own business. There's a fucking psycho there with a gun. Yeah, I understand it's not loaded. Fucking shooting it. It's, I, and I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I have the same mentality of, oh, God, I want to see what's going to happen. But I'm going to make sure that I'm, like, behind a tree on the other side of the street peeking out with my phone. <laughs> just kind of looking, going, what the hell is happening? She's hiding behind the concrete. In. She's hiding behind the concrete barrier. She's holding her phone up and using and the zoom in. from the phone. Totally <laughs> I totally would. She's jumped into the lake. Hold on, hold on. I got. I can't. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Go I'm, ahead. I'm not going to jump into the lake that would damage the phone. But I, I, I would. I, I, just, everybody's fascinated by shit like this happening, and I get that. But when yeah. somebody has a gun, I don't care if it's loaded or not. It's a gun, yeah. and they're pointing it at people and pulling the trigger. This guy's obviously deranged. And how do you know he's not pulling blanks? Like just uh, pulling well, if the trigger. He's pulling blanks. You would hear. I know, but how do you know he doesn't have a loaded clip in his pocket or something? Oh, he's I agree just with waiting you. on drawing people I, in. I agree with I'm you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot all these blanks. People and be like, oh, there's nothing wrong, and all of a sudden he's gonna pop the clip in and just start taking people we, out. We are responsible gun owners. We realize how quickly a, a weapon can be absolutely. Oh, look, there's nothing, and all of a sudden I can kill you. Well, that's and it's I mean. seconds. I'm sorry. Somebody is is, is pointing a gun at people loaded or not yeah, pulling trigger. I, I completely agree. With I'm that. not gonna be, and I'm not gonna have my toddler on my <laughs> shoulders. Watching Dad, it to get hurt. The crazy man. Hold on, buddy. Hold on, buddy. Uh, get on my son, shoulders. you got to see this. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, you're about to watch history. <laughs> oh, what the hell is wrong with this pair? I, I don't uh, know. It's, good. it's a great argument. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So there's uh, some Win Plaza details finally coming out. After a history of starting trends, it appears Win is now joining one. No doubt he will end up doing it better than anybody else, or at least more expensive than everybody else. Vegas Eater shared some details about the reported plans for a shopping center located in front of Wynn Las Vegas. As previously reported, it will be located north of the property's main entrance. It's now being reported that it will be two stories tall, 55 feet in total, and feature a total of 86,502 square feet of retail, food, and beverage options, more than doubling the current retail space offered inside the property. There will also be a, quote, colored concrete pathway to attract people from the strip to the entrance and they are entertaining various other additions to further encourage the Pavlovian effect. It was clarified that Wim Plaza will be accessible from both inside and outside the property. Still no word when construction will begin or when it's expected to be completed. This is clearly not in our wheelhouse whatsoever. Unless I, think they, it's, I think it's stupid. Unless they have a nice food thing there, a nice little something, but yeah. When was the last time you walked through the shops? So it's doubling the size of the shops I already have. When was the last time you went to win to go to the shops? Okay, none of us, clearly, or at least not most of us that I, listen to the I show. Just, I cannot believe what the amount of shopping there is in Vegas. Those places actually make money. The retail space alone, the rents have to be ridiculous. How can they possibly? Because the average person going to Vegas isn't there to buy the high-end shit. Yeah, but that, that they that's... Have. I, 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 look, the numbers are there that support this. My concern is... This is this is a big thing, right? This is everybody. It's everybody's doing shopping. Everybody's doing shopping. What happens when things overgrow and and people aren't always do? Like my fear is, how bad does it look when a sh when a shopping mall or a strip plaza is empty because there are no tenants? It looks like an abandoned. It looks like a ghost town. Yeah. And that is my fear that if any of these, whether it be TI, I, obviously I'm not really concerned about wins, but like fucking TI or or the park or. I would be more, more concerned about some of the high-end places because I don't think there's the clientele there to support. If you have a high-end place at the Venetian, at Wynn, at Bellagio, at, I mean, how many other high-end shopping places do you have? It, it can't support all of them. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. It's beyond my, my scope of 
comprehension, so I can't, I can't really. I assume there are numbers there. It wins a pretty successful guy, so I assume he knows what he's doing. I know he is, but I think this is just stupid. Wait, I know, because it's kind of like a mall across the street from the mall. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over the racist colored concrete pathway he's creating. <laughs> hey, Wynn, we don't, we don't use that term anymore. I know, right? This, however, I am super excited about. I this I can relate to. Caesar's Monte Cristo Cigar Bar. It was announced that Monte Cristo Cigar Bar will be opening up at Caesar's Palace in the space formerly home to Hayakumi Japanese Restaurant and Sushi Bar. The project is expected to cost $2 million, cover 3,761 square feet, and offer a lounge, a bar with bar top gaming, a cigar store, and a humidor. The bar and lounge will feature high-end bourbon, scotch, and cocktails, as well as charcuterie, cheese plates, and other items. Snacks items. No word when the project is expected to be complete. And speaking of cigar bars, the Davidoff Cigar Bar at the Fashion Show Mall is now open and has a killer strip presence and view. Did you see that picture, Tony? I did see it. Oh, that my God. Gorgeous. That looks awesome. So, I, so Tony must be a happy camper right now. I am elated. You know, I'm a huge fan of the uh, Casa Fuente store, which is in the actual forum shops itself. Mm -hmm. um, but with this, I now don't actually have to, you know, make my way through that cluster that is the I get, forum I get, shops. Yeah, I get lost there in the forum shops every time. It pisses me off. I'm interested, though. It says here a bar with bar top gaming. I'll be interested to see how that's going to work. I'm wondering, is it just going to be straight up gambling and there and that's all there is to it? Or are they going to be able to work in comping something? It, drinks, perhaps? Oh. I don't know. Oh, I never thought of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. They just said it was it's your standard, you know, go up to a, a Vegas bar, play video poker, you know, all those games. Uh, I, that's that's specifically the games they said they were going to say, but I never thought about that. Uh, they said they're going to say, Jesus Christ, that they said that they were going to offer, but I, I didn't think about a comp uh, situation there. I suppose if it's if it's meant to be like a, a casino bar, because it's supposed to be like super close to Cleopatra's, so I guess I guess it would really matter if it's well, you have to have a gaming license. So I would think if it's in Caesars, it, that it's it has part, to be right. off their gaming license, so it should be connected that's a, to. That's a really interesting point, Tony. I did not think of that. That's why you have them on the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I have you, and I'm like, yeah, they would be using Caesars, wouldn't they? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think uh, uh, Monte Cristo's went out and be like, no, 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 guys, but we got our gaming I license. I guess thirty-seven hundred square feet is huge. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's so big. I was like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> I, I plan on seating 3,700 square feet. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and put this out here, and then you're not going to hear from me for the next seven minutes. <laughs> Tell me about the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, well, it's not going to take me seven minutes to go over this. Remember a few weeks ago when we reported that a major casino company on the Strip was doing a feasibility study on the idea of building a monster $1 billion stadium? Well, it was released that it was Sheldon Adelson in the Las Vegas Sands, and they are claiming that they are, in fact, moving forward with it. Apparently, part of the plan would involve getting the UNLV football team to play in it. But more interesting is the fact that this week, the Las Vegas Sands is meeting with the Oakland Raiders to discuss the possibility of relocating to Las Vegas. The Raiders recently applied for relocation to L.A., which was ultimately awarded to the St. Louis Rams, formerly the L.A. Rams. It was also made clear that if the Las Vegas Sands is unable to secure the team, they will still move forward with the project. It is widely believed that the relocation of an NFL franchise to Las Vegas is highly unlikely. It just seems like a bad idea to me. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't see it happening either. Well, that's it for news. Uh, we do have some prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. This week, complete with an appearance by the Budweiser Clydesdales that will require the strip to be shut down, Beer Park at Paris had their grand opening. And as a reminder, Beer Park will feature food created on a Beechwood grill and will offer 100 different beers, 26 which will be on tap. Those big horses if you've never seen them before. Thank you. <laughs> Vegas 7 is reporting that Alibaba Ultra Loan. <laughs> that would be Alibi. <laughs> Alibaba, nice. Hang on. And it gets better. Alibi. It gets better. I've already got a pre-planned joke, so go ahead. Please okay. go ahead. 
I told you it was going to be a rough night. Holy Bible. <laughs> I saw an L and high in movies, and that's what you, <laughs> and you right. just, just mixed them up, did whatever you needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, here we go. Now I have to start reading instead of just spouting off at the mouth. Right. Vegas 7 is reporting that Alibi Ultra Lounge, located in Aria, will now become... <laughs> Alibi Ultra Lounge. Yeah. Which is nice, so they don't have to reprint any of their cocktail napkins. Right. <laughs> so, Branding stays completely the same. They Okay, so apparently the name is not the change. Instead, they will no longer be open 24 hours. Uh, they'll be open from noon to 5 a.m. That seems excessive. And bar top gaming will only be offered until 11 p.m., which also seems stupid. The speculation is that this is when it will become more of a club than a bar. Yeah, that was clearly a typo on my part. It's Alibi Lounge, and it's now Alibi Ultra Lounge, or Alibi Bar, and now it's Alibi Ultra, whatever. It's something, it, it, it's basically the same thing. They just rearranged some of the naming and whatever. But it, it, it seems like they're skewing towards something of a club-ish. Where is Alibi? If I recall, Alibi is where City Bar used to be. It's either that or it's where Gold Gold Bar used to be. Gold Lounge used to be. I don't recall which one because we've never hung out. We, I think we've had a drink. City Bar we've hung out at. Well, City and Bar I remember going back place. there going, this is not the same place. But uh, And Gold Lounge was just never... Just never yeah. Yeah. I'm actually... I'm almost positive. Now that I think about it, I'm almost positive it's City Bar. Okay. While largely reported as being a huge success, this week it was revealed that in the three years of its existence, the Life is Beautiful Festival downtown has lost $10 million to date. Owners are not concerned, considering virtually all music festivals take three to five years to generate a profit. That's a, still a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you got to have deep pockets to do shit like that. To, to understand that you're going to lose 10, 20, 30 million dollars. Like, no, no, no. Like, five years would be fine. But like, that's a fucking lot of money to lose. Yeah. And that's a lot of patience. A really, really. No kidding. I hope it works out for them, but they're if especially because if this they're averaging about three point three million a year, mm -hmm. and if it can take truly up to five years, they need to anticipate they could still lose an additional six point six million. Right. And that's just that boggles my mind. Yeah. It was officially announced this week that MGM's The Park will officially open to the public on April fourth. No real new information was shared about it that will offer in the line of scenery or vibe or dining options, so we won't bother to rehash it. Although they were trying hard <laughs> this week. Everybody's recovering, like, we know all of this, all of it. Vital Vegas reports that Mariah Carey has extended her residency at Caesars Palace, <laughs> adding shows June 7th through 25th and August 24th through September 11th. She's a consummate professional. Oh, That's I what I like September about her. September 11th. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, ow. <laughs> Well, you all right. So hold on, Ooh. hold on. Hey, You've heard that she's engaged again, right? No, because who cares? She has a thirty-five carat engagement yeah. ring. Why? Yeah, she's you... marrying that Packard guy. You don't. Somebody from Australia. Carrie Packard? Yes. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Where the hell have you been? Yep. Marry him. Carrie Packard bought the the Frontier site. He's also yep. the guy that owns all the fucking yep. casinos that Matt and Daz gamble at. Yep. Fourth, dude's fourth richest loaded. man in Australia. And of all the women he could marry, he's marrying Mariah That goddamn train wreck. Jesus Christ. Uh, she literally has the skin consistency of a Barbie doll. It's kind of disgusting. Skin consistency? Yeah. Really? A little rubber. You look at it, you're going, I bet you I could pinch. Oh, like, she's, she's totally plastic. I bet you I could, I could pinch and stretch it like, like fucking stretch Armstrong. I'll bet you I could. <laughs> Vegas Eater is reporting that Burger Lounge will open its first location outside of California in Aria this year. No word when it will open or where in the property it's expected to be, but it will be 1,325 square feet, seat 47, and cost just under $1 million to build. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Kill Switch Engage. They're headlining the Radio Contraband 2016 at the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $15. 
Steve Martin and Martin Short are performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace on Sunday, March 6th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at 55 bucks. Ray Romano and David Spade are performing at the Mirage Friday, February 19th. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at 109. Let me let me make an observation here. I have to assume that it's because Ray Romano and David Spade are a bit more their their popularity is more recent than Steve Martin and Martin Shorts. But it floors Shorts? me to think that Ray Romano and David Spade can get a hundred and essentially hundred and ten dollars. Right. They get double. Yeah. Yeah. And Steve Martin and um and Martin Short performing at the Coliseum are only charging 55 bucks. Well, listen, you've always got to remember, when I say they start at 55, well, there are a lot of cases where I'm like, I promise you, there aren't a lot of those fucking seats. I, but I to your point, thing, Tony. if you're doing starting and it's 109, yeah. even, even if that's the only price, you're still beating them. And I mean, unless... Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. The thing that I thought was interesting is not but two, three years ago, Ray Romano headlined his own shit and David Spade headlined his own shit and now they got wow. it together. Good call. Oh, that's a really good observation. I forgot about that. Well, and so here's the funny thing. Out of both of those shows, I wouldn't pay to go see either one of them. I'd see David Spade. I'd go see David Spade. I would totally see David Spade. No. But I'd also go see Steve Martin and Martin Short. I am a huge fan of Three Amigos. Never seen it. What? Oh, Karen. Oh, my God. Wait, so hold on. Hold on. Of all the people that have not seen, or all the movies you have not seen, you are not going to be mad at me for one fucking movie. Well, and she also doesn't like half the people in that movie. I don't. Actually, I don't think you like any of the starring cast. So it's it's Steve Martin. It'd be Martin Chevy Short Chase, and... Martin Short, and Steve Martin. I, I like Chevy Chase. Oh, that's right. You do like Chevy no, Chase. It, it, I always I, like I always him. get mixed up with Chevy Chase and Bill Murray right off no, the bat. No, Bill Murray. Because it's so it, like they're they're so their careers are so intertwined when it comes to SNL. Like it was like the second Bill Murray left, Chevy Chase came in, and I'm obviously I know that you know they're they're very different characters and actors and careers. And no, whatnot, Chevy but. Chevy Chase I find entertaining. Bill yeah, you're right. Bill Murray no, yeah. he, he's. Gin Blossoms are performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, March 4th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $37. Dana Carvey is performing at the Orleans on Friday and Saturday, April 1st and 2nd. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 60 bucks. This is actually really cool. I'm really proud. Or not, I don't know if proud is the right word. I'm happy for this guy. Tracy Morgan is performing at the Mirage Friday and Saturday, May 6th and 7th. Show start at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $87. Not but six months ago, this guy was almost dead. Well, and so here's the funny thing. I've never thought Tracy Morgan was funny. I think he's amusing. I would never go see him do something. I've seen him do things that are funny, but I also have seen him do a lot of things where I'm like, okay, this was mildly amusing, and you just fucking raped this into the ground. Well, like, you it. attacked it, beat it with, the ground, with yeah. a ferocity of, like, yeah. Jesus, that was barely fun. Like, he's the guy that you have to be careful to give, like, ah, it's fun, because he will just, like, oh, that's all he needed, that tiny little gate, and he's yeah. just fucking beating it to nothing. <laughs> no, I, I've never thought it was funny, but I'm also, I'm actually happy and thrilled that he is really cool. back and doing stage shows and stuff after what happened, and uh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy that was damn near, he might have actually been on life support for a period of time. Like, he was fucking fucked up. And now the guy's back back to work. That is yeah. amazing. That's so awesome. Well, don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attraction calendar on the blog. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is the portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, Jennifer Lopez is at the Access Theater at Planet Hollywood. Show starts at 9 p.m. and tickets start at $71. On Friday, AWOL Nation is performing at the Foundry at SLS. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $35. ACDC is at the MGM Grand. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $69. Friday and Saturday, Daniel Tosh is at the Mirage. Show starts at 10 p.m. on Friday, 7.30 on Saturday, and tickets start at $71. And Sinbad is performing at the Orleans. Show starts at 8 p.m., tickets start at $54. And finally, Saturday, 
Lil Wayne, Method, and Redman are performing at the Foundry at SLS on Saturday. I already said that. Show starts at 10.30 p.m. Tickets start at $30 for ladies. $40 for males and VIP tables are available. Let's check the river. If you remember back a few 360 Legal Lounge segments ago, we discussed how Congress had the right, as determined by the United States Supreme Court, to the limits that could be imposed on mailings and advertisements within newspapers. Since the In Ray Jackson and Rapier decisions back in the 1800s, Congress began to ease up on gambling prohibitions, particularly where radio and television broadcasting were concerned. Over time, laws were amended to allow television and radio commercials for lotteries, for charitable bingo nights, and for Indian casinos, but not for private commercially owned casino gambling. How is that fair? But first, your spoonful of legalese. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not create an attorney-client relationship with any listener. In other words, although I am a lawyer, I'm not your lawyer. If you need personalized gambling law advice, contact an attorney in your community. In the 1950s, certain not-for-profit fishing contests were exempted as, quote, innocent pastimes far removed from the reprehensible type of gambling activity which was paramount in the congressional mind to forbid, unquote. Then, in 1975, Congress enacted the provision that gave rise to our previously discussed case, the Edge Radio Station, which argued it was in violation of their First Amendment right to commercial speech when they were barred from carrying radio ads for an out-of-state lottery. With subsequent modifications, those amendments now exempt advertisements of state-conducted lotteries from the nationwide postal restriction in USC Section 1301 and 1302, as well as broadcast restrictions in Section 1304 as long as the broadcast by the radio and television station is licensed to a location in a state which conducts such a lottery. The Section 1304 broadcast restriction remained in place, however, for stations licensed in states that do not conduct lotteries. Then, in 1988, Congress enacted two additional statutes that significantly curtailed the coverage of the Section 1304 statute. First, the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act, commonly referred to as IGRA, authorized Native American tribes to conduct various forms of gambling, including casino gambling, pursuant to tribal state compacts if the state permits such gambling, quote, for any purpose by any person, organization, or entity, unquote. IGRA also allowed for gaming conducted by an Indian tribe, and this is key, an exemption from the postal, transportation, and broadcasting restrictions. Furthermore, Congress went on to provide these same exemptions for state-run lotteries, plus any governmental organization, not-for-profit organization, or a commercial organization as a promotional activity which was, quote, clearly, occasionally, and ancillary to the primary business of that organization, unquote. In this instance, Think a casino that can only promote its hotels, restaurants, and spas, but can't talk about its slots, roulette, or single-deck 3-2 doubling after split on any two cards, $5 blackjack. Enter the Louisiana Broadcasters and its members who operate Federal Communication Commission, FCC, licensed radio and television stations in the New Orleans metropolitan area. They want to, but don't, broadcast promotional advertisements for gaming which is available at private for-profit casinos that are lawful and regulated in both Louisiana and neighboring Mississippi. According to the FCC official, however, quote, under appropriate conditions, some broadcast signals from Louisiana broadcasting stations may be heard in neighboring states, including Texas and Arkansas, where private casino gambling is unlawful. The Louisiana and Mississippi casinos don't run commercials because of the potential fines and or loss of a license due to the United States Code Section 1304 statute and the FCC's companion regulation. The government, in support of the FCC's ban on such advertisements, makes the following arguments. First, as previously mentioned, some broadcast signals from the Louisiana broadcasting stations might be heard in neighboring states, specifically Texas and Arkansas, where private gambling was unlawful. 
Next, the government argued that they have an interest in reducing the social costs associated with casino gambling. Essentially, the government believes that the broadcasting restrictions on casinos directly advance the government interests because television advertising of casino gambling increases demand, which in turn increases the amount of casino gambling, and this gambling increases the negative social costs. The government believes that compulsive gamblers are especially susceptible to the pervasiveness and potency of direct advertising. Third, the government argued they have an interest in assisting states that wish to restrict or prohibit casino gambling within their borders. See, the government contends that gambling contributes to corruption and organized crime, plus creates opportunities for bribery, drug trafficking, and other illegal activity because it offers a false but sometimes irresistible hope and change of financial advancement. They also pointed out that compulsive gambling has grown along with the expansion of legalized gambling nationwide, thus leading to billions of dollars in economic costs, injury, and loss to these gamblers as well as their families, their communities, and their local government. Fourth, the government believes it's okay to allow tribal casino advertising, state-run lottery advertising, not-for-profit charities to advertise, or advertisements of commercial casinos that don't focus on gambling, but argued private corporation casino advertising actual gambling could continue to be banned because the revenue generated for the Indians or the states or the charities was money those organizations dearly needed, and that this differentiation was legitimate. Specifically, the government's argument to the United States Supreme Court was that monies won from patrons was used for the welfare of the tribes and their members. So what do you think? Do you agree with the government that these are legitimate reasons why a specific privately owned corporate casino should be banned from advertising its actual gambling opportunities? We'll discuss that and more on our next 360 Legal Lounge. Thank you for listening to 360 Legal Lounge. If you have topic ideas, legal gaming questions that you'd like answered, or just want to give us feedback, please look us up on Twitter, we're at 360 Legal Lounge, or drop us an email to 360legallounge at gmail.com. Or you can check out the Vice Lounge Online website at viceloungeonline.com. I'm Tony Snyder, and we'll talk to you next time. Those are always interesting to me because it's clear that's lobbyist bullshit. Is what it is. Yeah. How can you say, well, this is fine, and this is fine, and this is fine, and this is fine, but not these guys. But like, it's the same fucking thing. Come <laughs> on. You know it's the same thing. And what's fascinating about this, too, is the, the argument being, at the end of the day, the government was is, is alleging that, you know, there are very real negative implications from casino gambling. So let's not allow it. And the casinos are saying... But you're letting the Indian tribes yeah. advertise their exactly. own tribes. What do you mean? But well, yeah, but we feel really bad for what do. we did to them, so they, they yeah, get to do it. Some, they, they have some uh, 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 reparations. 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 It's called white guilt. Right, it is. That is exactly <laughs> what it's called. Although, let's be honest, we did rape their women and steal their land. I did none of that. I don't Actually, know your people came the fuck over on the what? So you're the only people that didn't get into shit. Oh wait, I did nothing. Your ancestors did. You have That's, to be held responsible. No, for... I don't. <laughs> exactly. <right. laughs> we need to remember. That's three hundred right. years ago. It, well, we'll have to wait until next time to find out exactly how the Supreme Court ruled. Can't wait. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> how about real quick we uh, look at the listener uh, feedback that we got specifically from our buddy John Williams. I one of the things that I let I've I've always been this way as you know. Uh, while I do say a lot of really bold things, a little uh, sometimes some pretty outlandish things, the one thing that I'm quite proud of myself is that you know, I, I am very open to learning new information or hearing a point of view that could change. John shares what some of our other non United States listeners thought about the idea of free Wi-Fi on the Strip. Tony, why don't you read that? Quote, I am thrilled there will be free Wi-Fi on the Strip. I have a great cell phone plan while I'm in Canada, but I leave my phone at home when I go to Vegas because of the roaming charges. They're just outrageous. I usually take my iPad or my iPod Touch and search for Wi-Fi at sports books or por uh, poker rooms. Free Wi-Fi on the Strip? Yes, please. 
thanks, thanks, John Williams. We appreciate your email. And John is just Wait. one of many Hold on. who who reached out to us and were like, "Come on, like if you think about it, Matt when he was with it, he was unfucking reachable unless he he would wander in an area where he's in Wi-Fi, and then I get a hold of him. Uh, Alistair, when he's there, is yeah. not the easiest person in the world to get a hold of for the same fucking reason. So, I'm sorry. He has an iPod Touch. So, I mean, come on. Hey, he's Canadian. <laughs> All right, he's adorable. I just found that cute. So well, he's also got an iPhone though, and everything. If, if if he doesn't want to lug his iPad around and he leaves his phone at home. Oh yeah, no no no. Well, no. he's got an iPhone now. He didn't have an iPhone, so, so oh. that's why he had an iPod Touch. And, and trust me, I learned a lot about international data that, roaming yeah. packages. I, of it. I, I can't believe that didn't even occur to me. Yeah. Now now it I'm is like, a pain in the ass. Now I'm like holy and shit. Yes. Now I'm a huge proponent of this free Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I still, I still will, I will refresh my argument from last week, which is, good luck, John. You and three hundred eighty-five thousand people on the strip at one time are all looking forward to using the Wi-Fi. But I also look at it from the standpoint of he didn't have that option before. Yeah, if yeah. you're traveling, I'm not kidding you, Tony. When was the last time you traveled internationally? Oh, yeah. one time. Yeah. I was, it was down to Mexico. I. Met a girl online. <laughs> I ended up being catfished. Uh, he was he was actually very gentle. Oh, good. I'm so glad it worked out for you. Um, seriously, it, it's you don't realize how connected we are it's, uh, until you're someplace that you're not connected, and then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit. Uh, it, it it's a very and maybe from Canada to the U.S. is a little bit different because it's not that far. You're in but you the same still hemisphere go from connectivity else, to, to not, yeah, yeah. It, it, or little. I when when you stop to think about it, I understand that. But all the folks that are coming over internationally, I see where this is going to be a Fuck huge yeah. plus yeah. for them. For the rest of us, it's still going to be a pain in the ass, and we're just not going to bother because I'll like, leave it alone so they can use it. I'm in the U.S. <laughs> it's it's still the connection sucks. Whatever they're going to be like, I have some kind of connection. Yeah. So. I thank you to all of you who replied <laughs> making this point. It was very much appreciated. And many of you did it in a private way. So it wasn't like, hey, you fuck stick. We're international. <laughs> they were very, they were very discreet. So don't think you realize how this will affect the international people. Yes, I apologize. I love all of you. <laughs> all of you that I've met. I'm sure some, <laughs> I, I'm sure one of you out there I don't like. <laughs> but I haven't met you yet, so. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Oh, yikes. <laughs> Well, I guess that's going to do it for episode 189. Thank you all for listening, downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of our stories on today's show, you can do so by going to the 360vegaspodcast.com blog. Of course, you can support the show via PayPal donations, buying stuff from our merchandise or fucking hell, zazzle.com slash 360vegas or go to vegas.com. And you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can people find you? I am uh, at Tony Snyder. I'm at 360Legal Lounge or I'm at Vice Lounge OL. Karen? I only have one. I'm at Karen Mark. And uh, that's all we got for you this week. We'll see you next week. Bye.